0: good morning hope everybody's doing well on this wonderful thursday morning hope everybody's had a good night's rest ready and rearing to go to get the day going in the right direction and uh probably some of you are thinking somebody had to just shoot him because uh, he's just way too happy this early in the morning i can't help it uh i'm a morning person i'm usually excited and uh, ready to to joke and uh, torment and aggravate my wife or anybody else that comes in my path. And uh, I've had to uh, deal with that most of my life. In high school, I would come in all cheerful and people would have their heads on their desk and they would look at me or even in college and they would say, somebody ought to kill you. So, can't help that. But now my uh, mother and sister, you didn't breathe in their direction in the mornings. They would rip your head off. And my daughter, she's not real big on mornings either. So... Can't help it, so you're probably sitting there half asleep, hair a mess, and thinking, what is wrong with this lunatic? Well, that would take a whole team of psychologists to figure out what's wrong with me. All right, so let's see who we got this morning. Miss Jennifer Honeycutt, Darlene Barker, good morning. Karen Smith, Lois Adams, appreciate all you wonderful people tuning in and watching and joining in on our devotion this morning. All right, let's go ahead, if you are able, Let us stand. Let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. I always like starting off our day saying that wonderful pledge. Like I said, I've told you all before, I'm worried about uh, our future as a nation. A slippery slope in which we are going on towards socialism, which is just a step away from communism. You see what's been going on in uh, Cuba 65 years of, uh, of suffering through communistic dictatorship rule, and they've had a bellyful of it. And here they're waving American flags and screaming for freedom. And we have lunatics over here with the Olympics wanting to change how our flag looks and uh, wanting to impose upon us the same oppression these people have dealt with for over uh, uh, so many decades here. It's ridiculous. But uh, good morning, David Feathers and Tracy Little and Brandy. But uh, but that's where we're headed at. And I put a post on Facebook yesterday, something that's really concerning to me, was uh, Ballot Health has now decided that uh, all their employees must wear a color-coded badge uh, to demonstrate to show publicly if they've had the vaccine or not and uh, of course I had one person really kind of tick me off a little bit said uh, where's the link how how do i know this is true i thought you smart aleck I, you know yeah i, I always put on. you know, I always put such false information up on facebook you know so you got to really really watch what i post i mean come on anyway it's, it's on local news and what bothers me is is that um, you know even though that's that hospital or that organization is doing that to me you know i makes me wonder is, is that going to be another step the government's going to impose upon us so you've got to publicly show you've had the vaccine. If you've had the vaccine, then yes, you're allowed to enter into this store or you're able to fly on this plane. Or you see what I'm saying? I mean, it'd be very easy to say, you know, hey, you can't go to a concert, you can't uh, go into a store, you can't do X, Y, and Z. If you don't have, uh, demonstrate uh, that you've had that vaccine, it's, that's it's not a good thing. You know, I, I made no secret. I've had the, the stupid shot. I was a wild about it, and want to do it. But I'm in I'm one of those high-risk categories because I have a, a, a very compromised immune system and, and a lot of asthma, breathing, respiratory problems. So it's a, you know, necessary evil, if you will. But that was something that I chose to do. And the fact they're trying to impose this and force people to do this, uh-uh, that, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I'll tell you something that bothered me, too, this morning. I was curious about, uh, you know, this whole... This, thing the governs the money they're pushing out the child tax credit i don't know what it is or another stimulus so i was kind of curious uh what that was about so i had to sign into the irs uh, as id me thing so i put in my name put in my last four of my social they want a copy of my driver's license i thought well okay and then it pops up and says sent me a link to my phone said they wanted to scan my face through a video and i was like why no 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 I know, I'll give you the information you needed you've got my license you've got my uh social you've got all this information Why do you need to scan my face that that's I'm telling you government's getting a little too too out of control uh, and it's, it's not a good thing We need less government not more government and uh, I'm telling you guys we' this it's not a good direction our country is headed in and they're using this this whole pandemic thing as an excuse to impose more and more dictatorship-like uh, uh, rules upon us. And I'm telling you, we're going to have to, you know, I'm not inciting a riot. I'm not telling you to, to get physical, but uh, we do need to pray for our country. But uh, this is, uh, I'm really concerned where we're going. So we need to. You know, and it may it may end up being a, another civil war. People, or I've, I've seen on Facebook, I've had a belly blow up to here with this garbage that the government's pushing out and making people do. And I'm so sick of seeing stupid masks. I can't see straight. Yeah, David Feathers says, "Wake up, America." Amen. Yeah, wake up. You know, I'm sick of the stupid. I'm telling you right now. You know, uh, the mask may have some preventative measures. I'm not denying that, and I did encourage that. Uh, at the church, because as a pastor, I have a responsibility to uh, uh, to ensure the safety of our congregants, and so I, I, you know, I still, you know, if that's something people feel like they need to do, then so be it. But if you think about a little cloth mask compared to a virus, uh, I mean, you really needed something like a, um, a whole respiratory system. Uh, you know, you see the bio suits these people are wearing in these labs, and we're going to th- say a little cloth mask with ducks on it, it's going to keep us from getting something. You know, I, so, you know, it kind of it's like whatever. But, you uh, know, during the whole pandemic, I don't have no regrets for how we handle it. I felt like with everything that's going on, we've done what we were supposed to do, and we tried to ensure the safety of those who wanted to attend church. And uh, so I, I look back, and have no regrets on that whatsoever. But now how things are, are being pushed and opposed upon us, I don't like it, guys. I don't like it. I didn't uh, when I saw that I just wanted to scan my my face like that. I, I said nope. I'm going no further. I, I you know I I don't need to learn uh, about that uh, that bad. And uh, there's no reason for that. So may sound a little conspiratorial to you, maybe. But uh, uh, I tell you, a good book to read is uh, None Dare Call It Conspiracy. And you'll be shocked and surprised, it's a, it's a very little little book, it's an easy read, and you'll be shocked surprised how much control of the government and how these, uh, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, how they've worked together, not only during the war, they even, with the enemy, our indoor fighting, and how that works together with the Federal Reserve, I mean, it's it'll blow your mind, it really will. So if you ever get a chance, read that book. All right, let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning, Psalm 139, 5 through 6. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Psalm 139, 5 through 6. You know, what a wonderful thing to know that uh, God is always there. And it's uh, comforting uh, to know that we rely upon him, to know that he will never leave us nor forsake us. and He's always there. But one thing we have to keep in mind, we cannot hide from God. You know, I think that uh, we... Uh, you know we're seeing a, an intimate conversation between david and god here and uh in that relationship, it's kind of one of the things i was talking about last night and, and if you were watching uh, in our study of deuteronomy talking about that relationship with god and we need to to work on that on a daily basis but here's the thing we see we can't hide from god see that's what uh if you remember adam and eve see they messed up they screwed up big time and they uh they, they were their eyes were opened. Uh, They realized that they were naked. They were sewing fig leaves together, and uh, uh, here comes God, and He's like, "Where are you at? Why are you hiding?" So they were trying to hide because they knew they were screwed up. They were scared, and they were uh, trying to hide from God. But there's no hiding from God. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient, He's all knowing. He's all powerful, and there's no hiding from God. I think sometimes when we sin, when we mess up, we think uh, you know we kind of hide in a corner of the house, you know, so to speak, Uh, not maybe not literally, but. uh, you know uh, that we can we sin and mess up, and God won't see that somehow or something. You know, and it goes back to what I was talking about last time as well. That there's areas in our hearts like a like a house, that there's doors that are open uh, to God, and there's doors that are closed. And we need to be, have every door open. We need to surrender all uh, to God and all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. But we have to have that relationship with God first. You know, going back to you know in uh, in a marriage situation. You know it you may take a lifetime to really get to know that other person but through the years you get to know more and more and understand what that person is about and how they think and, and sometimes it's almost like you read each other's minds and uh, a lot of times i've noticed more and more here lately where me and brandy spend so much time together that we we all times think think along the, the same lines because we spend that much time but they You know, as you grow older with that individual, spend that lifetime with that individual, there may be things that still may come about that you didn't really know about that person. That's why I tell people uh, that want to get married. uh, You know, I say, how long have you been dating? And I've had people say, oh, a month, and we're so in love, and we want to get married. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And I've had people really get mad. In fact, I had one guy leave the church. Now, they're still married, and I'm glad, you know, uh, but uh, I just didn't have a piece about it. And it's because... I think that, in my own personal opinion, that you should have, at the minimum, dated somebody a year before you even think about marriage. And wonder why I will do that? Is because, see, I did that. See, I I knew my son's mother for a week. All right, a week, and I thought, oh, this is it, you know. And we ran off and got married. Lasted about a month. Separated and divorced. And you know, uh, then we had this, this little innocent boy caught in between. But it is, uh, uh, and that's why I know from her hand experience, you know, even after a year, you just know the tip of the iceberg of that individual. You know, you see an iceberg, all you see is just a, a small bit, but under the water is a whole mess of other stuff underneath it that's attached. And that's why it's important imperative that you get really get to know that person. It's too many people want to rush into marriage before they really get to know that person, what they're about. You know, you can put on a, a, a facade In front of somebody, but then once you're married, but you're locked in. There ain't no running then. And then the their true colors finally come out. You're thinking, what have I done? You know. So we need, uh, as our relationship with Christ grows, we become more intimate with Him. We come closer to Him in our day-to-day walk with God. And that's why it's imperative. And I know I say this uh, maybe uh, ad nauseum, but you have got people to start getting into the Word of God. You've got to spend that time in prayer. It is imperative. It is important to walk with Him, to talk with Him, because we have to understand and we have to have that relationship with God, that close, intimate relationship with God. And so many people neglect that. So many people disregard that. And we need that. You know, we go through so much day to day. You know, uh, uh, we deal with death. We deal with depression. We deal with sickness. We deal with so many things we have to deal with throughout our lives it's heartbreaking and hard and difficult and we don't understand why this has to happen why that has to happen and you know the fact that we live in a fallen world helps us to understand why there is pain and suffering but the only way to get through this is having that hope in god having that hope through christ jesus having a clinging to him knowing that he'll get us through whatever tragedies we may face on this side of heaven and that these present sufferings are only temporary it seems forever you know just like when we were kids you know, it's like Christmas, like oh my gosh, it's it's never going to be Christmas time, Or it's get close to your birthday, it's like oh my gosh, you know, it's wish you'd hurry up and get here. And it's like it took forever. But now, the older you get, it's like Christmas, 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 Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's like my gosh, i just finished waiting for Christmas, and here it is again. You know, it just you know, it's like here it is before you know it. And, uh, and so, this the sufferings we deal with in this life. Sometimes it feels like an eternity. It's like this is ever going to end. That it's only temporary and it's going to go by before you realize it, and that's why we need to make sure that your heart is right with God. That when one day you get to spend all of eternity uh, with Jesus Christ, you know, and uh, uh, it's tough, you know, particularly when you're dealing with loss. You know, uh, David Feathers and I was talking the other day. You know, he's watching it. Uh, he, I know, he's really close with Murph uh, that just passed away, and a lot of times people want to dismiss uh, your pain. And say, well, oh, that was just a friend. Uh, as if that negates something, you know, because you're not blood relatives, but a friend can be closer than a, a blood relative, a, bl- a brother, and it's like my best friend Lance, uh, that we were, I mean, he was just much, my brother, as if my mom gave birth to him, I mean, me and him were very, very close, and, uh, I miss him dearly, I still think about him get choked up sometimes, and, uh, uh he had, he died of cancer, and I miss him dearly, but here's the thing, I know that, um, uh, where he's at, he just changed addresses. I know where he's at. And I'll get to see him again one day, and I can't wait to see my brother and and to hug him and uh, tell him I've missed him. And uh, it's tough. I tell you though, when I think about Lance, and I, I still think I don't put a lot. And remember, I don't put a lot of stock in dreams. I, I've always said that people have dreams about this, that, and the other, and I, I you know I do believe that God can reveal things in dreams. But nine times out of ten, when you dream something. It was something you've watched or read about 15 20 minutes before you went to sleep, you know, or something, something's been on your mind. But when Lance died, I'm telling you people, this is, I just, I really feel like this was from the Lord, and uh, it was so real. I mean, I cannot put no words as real as I'm sitting here right now. I've never had a dream like that. And it's right after Lance died. uh, In fact, it might have been like the night or the day of he died, and I was asleep. And uh, I remember, I was like, I was walking into the, almost like a store, you know, I opened the, the door. I remember there was just bright light behind me. There was nothing I could, you know, and I walked in, and Lance had had his leg amputated because of bone cancer. Well, when I walked in, he's sitting in a chair with his leg that had been restored, and uh, he had it propped up on this desk, as if to show me uh, that he was, uh, that he was whole again, and, uh I remember him saying that, uh, he said, I just want you to know I'm okay, and smiled real big, and uh, that's when I woke up. And I'm telling you people, you can think I'm crazy, and maybe I am, but I'm telling you, I really felt the Lord allowed him to, to come to me and let me know that he's, he was good. And uh, uh, so, you know, it, see, that's those are the kind of situations I'm talking about, that God is there. See, God is present. God gives us that hope. God gives us the ability to endure, to persevere, in the midst of pain and sorrow and tragedy, God is there. God isn't going anywhere. You may try to hide from him. You may try to run from him. But God is there, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, in fact, uh, I just want to read this here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah. So your first reaction to that, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Your first reaction to that thought is probably, where can I run to hide? It seems to have been David's thought since the human race fell into sin that kind of total intimacy has been threatening to every person before the fall adam and eve enjoyed open intimacy with god and with one another they were naked and not ashamed in each other's presence but as soon as they sinned they tried to hide from god and they sowed fig leaves to hide their nakedness from one another we have a longing to know and and be known but only within safe limits we fear being totally exposed but the amazing thing is this god who knows us thoroughly who knows every awful thought we have ever had desires to have a relationship with us because of our sin and god's holiness something had to be done to remove that barrier to our relationship with him with the first couple god performed an object lesson that pointed ahead to his ultimate solution their fig leaves were not adequate god slaughtered an animal and clothed them with its skin showing them that they could be or not be restored to fellowship with god without the shedding of blood and seeing to take that shedding of blood it took jesus christ on the cross to atone for our sins, to save us from a very real hell. My friends, we need to work hard on that relationship with God. You know, if you're trying to play Christian and you're trying to hide uh, from everybody else, you know, it's like a, a sign I saw in a church right down the road here on Harretown Road. I can't remember the name of the church, but I said, uh, it's been many years ago, they have another sign, I forget that. It said, How a man is when he is alone is who he truly is. And sometimes when you're alone and nobody's around, you think nobody's watching and uh, you slip and try to do something that's not uh not not jiggy you know what i mean and uh but god knows and he's there and there's no hiding from him so let's let's confess all that to god he knows our every thought you know he knows every action he knows past present and future he knows what you're going to do before you do it so let's give our all to him let's surrender all to jesus christ open every door of your heart to him and let him uh, help you to Uh, to nurture you, and to help you grow spiritually and have that close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for all that you do for us. And Lord, just pray that you will help us each and every day. And Lord, uh, just help us to grow uh, closer to you. And Lord, help us to put away uh, the things of the world, to push these, these evil thoughts out of our heads and hearts, Lord, let us be of pure heart and pure mind. And Lord, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Help us to serve you well. Help us to be focused on you and not ourselves. And Lord, for you watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to pray that you'll be with the family of Roger Winters, Murph, that you will give them... Peace and comfort in this difficult time, and all of his friends, David, and, and I, so many others who he has touched. And uh, Lord, I do pray that you be with Kim Penix, Wendy Lee, and Ginger Hood. which you be Ginger's sister who has suffered the stroke. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you be with Ron Thompson. I do pray that you be with uh, Larry Knight and Dinah, uh, Jane Kitchens, and so many others that I see each and every day. Lord, help us, be with us, guide and protect us this day. In Jesus' name, I pray. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And uh, it's always a pleasure to, get to do these little devotionals. Hopefully they minister to you and uh, each and every day. Hope everybody has a great day today. A fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.